What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to another episode of On the Gutter. This is DJ, and I'm joined by co-host extraordinaire, Mr. Kurt Ridgewell, because Mikey is busy. Kurt, what's going on? What's going on, Deej? Great to be back on the show. Yeah, I appreciate you. Become quite a regular on here. (laughs) Well, if Mikey keeps uh, staying busy and keeps being a good human being, I'm going to have to talk to him because uh, I think it's just summertime. I think he's got a lot of stuff going on during the summer, so I guess I'll excuse him for now. Yeah, I guess I... Yeah. He's all right. We'll give, yeah. him a, we'll give him some break. So let's talk about some bowling. Um, we do have an interview coming up after this uh, portion of the, the podcast. I did a quick, you know, basically kind of a short um, interview with Hope Gramley. Uh, she's been mentioned on the podcast before. She made a major TV show this year on the PWBA, and she's coming off the um, U.S. Women's Open uh, finishing 14th. So if you guys are interested, of course, please stick around after this portion to listen to Hope. She's a, a great bowler and she was very well-spoken. I mean, she was quick, got the answers out. So uh, it was great to have her on the podcast. But Kurt, let's talk about it. So uh, the PWBA just had their U.S. Women's Open. Uh, what's your take on that? Yes, I think that was a great tournament. It was a lot of fun to follow throughout the week and uh, it was a great show. I love anytime someone can climb the ladder. That's always a good time. Yeah. Aaron McCarthy. I mean, she made the shots when she needed to, uh, that pattern was absolutely brutal. And to see her kind of just deal with it in a way she was throwing one of the best bowling balls that's ever been made, obviously with the, the Jackal ghost, but then she went from the, the Jackal ghost over to the Supra. So it was just kind of nice to see her, like I said, make the shots when she needed to and walk away with a, a major title. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to Aaron. And yeah. you got to climb a ladder and go through greats, you know, like Shannon O'Keefe and Danielle McEwen. And you come out on top, that's uh, it's quite a feat. So congratulations, Aaron. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Shannon and Danielle have been bowling super well. But along with that was uh, the men's uh, PBA 50 US Open, and Lenny Borsch ended up winning that one. So uh, anybody who's followed the, the PBA 50 or, you know, the seniors uh, at all, Lenny's been around for a long time. He He's a really good bowler. So wasn't surprised to see him win another title. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of weird. It's the summertime and there's still tournaments going on. Obviously, you know, we've been really excited to have the PWBA back. But uh, summertime's usually for like trade shows and, and, and expos that are, are happening throughout the year to kind of release new bowling balls. Yeah, no, I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, the PBA 50 there, but congratulations to Lenny. Um, yeah, the trades, trade season's great. You get all the all these manufacturers coming out with new equipment and just new products to show off at their trade shows. So it's exciting yeah. time for bowling as uh, everyone gets ready for next season. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was cool because Aaron did throw a, a little bit of our new Pride Empire on the uh, TV show. She threw a couple shots with it, but obviously the Jackal Ghost and Super Supra were the right combination to walk away with the win. But of course, you know, we got to plug motive bowling. You know, the Pride Empire is coming out. Uh, I'm super excited for it. I'm drilling mine, I think, probably tomorrow morning and or tonight. So I can't wait to get that in my hands. Perfect. Yeah. Drill it tonight so I can throw it when we're uh, going out practicing. <laughs> yeah. And then so while well, we've been we're going to go practicing tomorrow, um, I just want to give a quick shout out. So Randy Churchill has been running sweepers on Wednesday nights instead of our league bowling. We're kind of doing like some summer sweepers. What's your take on that? Because those patterns that we've been bowling on have not been easy. No, definitely tough, but uh, I love it. I love the, having the challenge, you know, it's good to have that available to us to bowl on. And yeah, I've been struggling for sure. Um, you know, missing cuts by just a few pins, but uh, yeah, they have been a struggle and the scoring pace has been pretty low. So it's going to keep working on things and that's yeah. it. 
I mean, if anybody's listening to this locally uh, or you fancy a drive for some reason, um, you can come to Super Bowl on Wednesday nights. We we put patterns out and we just run a little little sweeper with, uh, you know, about 15 guys, 20 guys or so. So we try and get those going. Um, so far, we bowled on what do we just bowl on? We bowled on Dragon, which was kind of tough. Uh, Dragon's always been tough, but it's like as soon as it starts to open up is when you can really start scoring. So thankfully, uh, you know, both kind of well on that. And then I forget what the other pattern was. Do you remember? Bear? Oh, maybe yeah, it might have been Bear. Yeah, we, yeah, which is, I think, 40 feet, 40 feet flat. So um, definitely, you know, like I said, it's good to have those patterns. It's a huge thank you to Randy for putting them on. And, you know, I'm kind of excited to see those transition for the rest of the summer because it kind of gives us the opportunity to practice and, and be ready for when the bigger tournaments do come around. Yeah, thanks, Randy, for holding those. And uh, the numbers will be better, too, as uh, the season goes on. Like, as we get closer to the season, more guys are going to come out, more people are going to be ready to warm up and get ready for the season so yeah those are a lot of fun do you want to cover something we're not going to dive too far in uh depth to it but there's a big announcement that just came out and that is that the pba and bolero are kind of working together to i guess kind of create their own sanctioning body they're going to be sanctioning some leagues that bolero holds as far as equipment awards averages thing, things along that nature What's your take on it? It's kind of like the PJ Tour versus Live Golf in a way. It's it's kind of going to be a big thing, I think, in the bowling world. Yeah, so a lot of stuff's kind of going on with that, the way I see it. It's like Bolero's been scooping up a lot of centers that, you know, are kind of older and just they're buying up and almost running a monopoly. And now that they're working with the PBA towards this league certification, it kind of leaves the question of where does the USBC stand in this, right? Yeah, where, do the USBC play a part in these leagues or is it just strictly between Bolero and the PBA and they kind of just undercut them, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too sure, too sure where it's going to go. Yeah. Because I mean, I've seen a lot of people posting about uh, posting about it on Facebook and it seems like the, the vast majority of people are, are kind of interested. They kind of want to see what the PBA is doing. And I mean, I think any sort of thing like this, a new governing body could be potentially good for the, the sport of bowling, right? Um, is that Live Golf, we're starting to see the PGA Tour make uh, changes to their programs and to their tournaments to kind of incentivize the people who are thinking about going to the Live Golf Tour to stay with the PGA Tour. And I kind of wonder if that's what's going to be happening with the PBA and USBC now is like, how many people are going to want to bowl leagues that are PBA sanctioned instead of USBC sanctioned? Um, you know, in Canada, we have the CTF. So I don't know if that's really going to play a part in it because we take most of our rulings from the USBC, but it's going to be very interesting to see how this affects the world of bowling, because obviously the PBA tour is looked at as, you know, the premium tour in the world, right? Like it's the number one tour. It's where everybody wants to bowl. It's where everybody wants to win a title, but you do have like the European tour. Um, you have the PWBA. Like, I don't know how this is all going to kind of sort itself out, but it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. I'm definitely interested to see how it's going to shake out, but it's always good to see innovation and change taking place because it means people are, you know, caring and they're trying. So the PBA clearly saw an opportunity and they want to try something else. So I'm excited to see what it kind of turns into. And I mean, hopefully I can get somebody on from the PBA to come on and talk about it because I think just getting more of an insight and more, I'm sure as this continues, we'll start to see more news and more information come about from what the PBA tour is actually looking to do with all these sanctionings, but it's going to be really cool to follow and see, you know, hopefully by August when leagues start, 
it's kind of set in place and we can start to see the effect that it has uh, as far as, you know, bowling ball manufacturers, awards, tournaments, things like that, that, and just seeing how this really takes place amongst, you know, the sport of bowling. Yeah. I mean, if, if this have somehow changes the like certification with equipment, then that's a huge thing that's going to have to take place. And yeah, who knows where that's all going to head, <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to strap in and see where it all, where it all ends up. Yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, this year has been a year of, uh, different controversy, different things that we haven't really seen in the last like 10, 15, 20 years, as far as the PBA tour and tournaments go. So I think it's going to rattle some cages and hopefully it's for the best. But of course, like I mentioned, you know, we do have the interview coming up with Hope Gramley. Uh, Stay tuned for that. But I, I, of course, want to take time to thank the sponsors and kind of a big announcement going on today. So uh, obviously I'm going to start with Turbo Grips. We have, you can head on over to TurboGrips.com for all your insert needs. You want a dry bag, you want a chamois, you need some bags, TurboGrips.com or visit your local uh, pro shop. Of course, we have Buddy's Pro Shop. Um, you can head on over there. Don't go, don't forget to go to the get my spec section where you can send in the ball that fits the best for you. You can order a brand new pride empire. They'll drill the pride empire to fit exactly like your old bowling ball and then ship them both back to you. So that way all of your equipment feels the same. Again, that's buddiesproshop.com. Uh, and then a new announcement. I have officially signed a deal with Rift Apparel. So um, I want to say a big thank you to Nathan for, uh, you know, allowing me to jump on the team and, and doing everything that he's been doing. Uh, you know, the they now own it. It's uh, now, I believe, a Canadian company. So it's really cool to have a jersey company in the bowling world uh, from Canada. You can go to their Facebook page or check out their website. Again, that is Rift Apparel. Um, they have plenty of designs and Nathan's a great guy. He's always working. So again, just want to say thank you. And I guess officially announced that I'm uh, with Rift Apparel. And then, of course, last but not least, you know, I talk about them all the time. They are my pride and joy there, my home, uh, motivebowling.com. You can head on over there. You can check out all the products that we have. Again, you know, we have our Pride Empire that I think is going to make a huge splash during the remaining tournaments uh, that we have throughout the summer. And then, of course, you can go to your local pro shop and pre-order one or motivebowling.com. Kurt, anybody you want to shout out? You want to plug your TikTok, your YouTube? Yeah, for sure. Go check out my YouTube and my TikTok, just search for Kurt Ridgewell on all the social medias and I'm sure you'll find me. Um, and also I just want to congratulate you on signing with Rift. Hopefully you got uh, some big things in the future with them. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, I'm super excited. Something that I've always loved doing is designing jerseys and, you know, just seeing them come to life. So I'm hoping with this new deal with Rift that I'm able to do that and get back to what I truly enjoy with bowling is just seeing things come to life uh, as they mature. So yeah, I, I'm very excited. I'm sure we're going to see you in a couple of Rift apparel jerseys uh, before the season starts, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> yeah, of course, everybody, thank you for listening. If you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to myself, Mikey, Kurt, and we are more than happy to answer them on the podcast. And as always, like I said, stay tuned to my interview with Hope Gramley and stay tuned next week for another episode of On the Gutter. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks, DJ. All right. So as mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, we are joined by somebody who I think has a huge career ahead of her, Mrs. Hope Gramley. Hope, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Uh, Hope, you have been bowling uh, collegiately and you won the collegiate nationals as a team and then you transitioned over to the PWBA. Walk us through your career. So obviously you bowled as a youth. Uh, walk us from college to PWBA. Like, how has that transition been for you? Yeah, well, it, it's been a bit of a culture shock because uh, I, I've gotten so accustomed and used to having all my girls behind me. Mm -hmm. And so 
and as great as they've been like yes you can't have your teammates with you on tour <laughs> yeah uh, or at least right behind you like they are in college and so uh, at first it was a little scary I was intimidated to be out there with the best bowlers in the world alone essentially um but I had been throwing it really well and so I just I took my I tricked my brain into thinking that my teammates were behind me <laughs> and uh, that helped me stay calm especially in these big tournaments yeah I mean you've been you've been having a really good career, right? So you just come off the, the U S open, uh, you finished 14th there. What was that tournament? Like the pattern looked brutal, uh, based on the TV shows. So I can only imagine what it felt like as a bowler. Can you kind of walk us through, um, that kind of experience? Well, the entire week was so difficult. The, the, I mean, it's four different patterns. The first pattern I actually scored pretty well on. Uh, and then the second pattern ate me up alive and spit me back out. And then <laughs> I survived on the third pattern to make the cut. So that fourth pattern I actually liked. Uh, at first, I liked how it broke down and it allowed me to move left and you know throw it to the right, which right. is something that I like to do. Um, and then as the number of people uh started to dwindle down to 24 the pattern broke down a lot differently and then as everybody was getting more information about how the pattern was playing the lanes transitioned differently as well and so that was difficult to keep up with definitely not something i expected but i'm happy that i learned about it because now <laughs> i know what to expect when i actually go on to our next year so Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I had mentioned your name uh, back when you had made the TV show on the podcast. Uh, I was like, you know, she's my bid for PWBA Rookie of the Year because <laughs> you like your physical game just it looks like it's going to match up with the patterns really well. But this isn't technically your rookie year, right? No, it's not. So uh, every summer I, I participate in a couple of tournaments. Usually it's the majors. Um, Queens has been something that I've done since 2018. Okay. But I am going, I am coming back to McHenry next year for one more season. And okay. so I'm not allowed to be on tour full time yet. Huh. huh. Next year will be my rookie season. So, I mean, I guess we can, we can kind of get into it. Was it because COVID that you're going back to McHenry or was it just because you wanted, like, are you going back for different classes? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, so okay. COVID gave me the opportunity to have a fifth year of eligibility. Mm -hmm. and with that, I joined a three plus two program for my master or with my undergrad, my, my major. And so I'm getting my master's in athletic training as well. Okay. And so that fifth year has helped me finish my master's and bowl one more season. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's pretty exciting. So, I mean, I guess I'll have to change my bid to next year for you to be PWBA rookie. Of the year. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So there's very few people I think that have been able to experience what you were able to do, right? So you win collegiate nationals on TV and then you make a major in the PWBA. What, like, do you think that the team atmosphere as being on TV helped you on the show or was it just like you were just riding on confidence and you're like, Hey, I've been here before and the bright lights aren't as bad as you expected them to be. Well, the bright lights were definitely scary. <laughs> so <laughs> That has nothing to do with it. I, I was really confident with both my game and how things were going for my life, uh, my career. Mm -hmm. So I rode that pretty much all through the week of Queens. And then when I was able to come out and make it to the fifth seat on TV, that was when I kind of knew that it like it was real. This was happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but I had a couple teammates behind me uh, for later in the tournament when they were no longer bowling. Mm -hmm. And to have them there was really something special. It, it made it a little less scary. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I see you guys traveling all the time. Like you were just with uh, Taylor Bailey, right? Yeah. Um, and she's super active on um, social media. You know, she went to McKendry and everything. So uh, you guys definitely have that team camaraderie as you travel to tournaments, I assume, right? 
Yes. Yes, we do. And it's been great. Like I, I see Brie Clemmer and Lauren Pate. Those are girls that I bowled with my freshman year and oh, true. my sophomore year as well. So to see them out on tour, you know, doing amazingly and then me following them has just been so awesome. Yeah. I mean, and, and we've talked about it on the podcast before. So Wichita State and Weber get a lot of uh, recognition for both their men's and women's programs because they see a lot of people transition to the PBA. Um, you know, McKendry, uh, the, I would say the biggest name is probably AJ Johnson, right. To come out of uh, the men's side, but mm-hmm. the women's side continues to produce great female bowlers. I mean, you have Shannon O'Keefe, who is your head coach, who, if you guys, uh, anybody listening, if you guys didn't watch the collegiate nationals, I believe it was Shannon or Brian that had said they thought hope was one of the top 10 bowlers in the world while you're in college. Is that correct? It is. They did say that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, feel free to gloat about that because that's some really high praise from, you know, one of the best female bowlers of all time. Mm -hmm. So like with your time at McKendree, do you think that Shannon and Brian really helped uh, amplify your game? Do you have a side coach that you've been going, you know, to, or that you work with? Like who can you contribute your success to as far as, you know, what you're seeing now? Right. Well, a good 99% of my success comes from the O'Keefe's because Mm -hmm. they have taught me so much about how to bowl, not necessarily fixing up my form, okay. uh, although they've done that as well. <laughs> uh, I've had a couple side coaches here and there on the side, but no one, you know, to stick around a whole lot, you know, just a, just a couple stuff, like when I would go home or have a break in like season or something, okay. but all of my success comes from the O'Keefe's for sure. Awesome. So, I mean, shout out to them for not just being great bowlers, but I guess really good coaches too, right? Yes, they're the best. So, and a comparison uh, as well for yourself. So uh, we talked about it with like Thomas Smallwood um, and AJ and Andrew, right? There's a lot of bowlers who golf, uh, who are pretty good at golfing. EJ and Ronnie are two of the best. Uh, as far as I know, you were a volleyball player. You are, you're pretty tall. You're six one, right? Yep. Six one. So, so what was the main factor in choosing to go with bowling instead of volleyball? Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't much of a choice. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a, a bit of a, rough situation occur with my assistant coach and okay. that led me to walk away from volleyball. It was not pretty, but I'm thankful for it. I got a national championship out of it and I've just made a TV show for a major. So fair enough. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we won't go into that, but uh, yeah, unfortunately situations, you know, there's always that silver lining as, as some may say, and I guess bowling was your silver lining. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, and what are your goals for, I guess like this coming year uh, at McKendry and then, you know, the following year, I assume that as soon as you graduate fully from McKendry, you're going to go straight to the PWBA or do you have something else planned? No, I'm going to, I'm expecting to go straight into the PWBA. Um, okay. I, I need to find a job somewhere first, but I'm <laughs> hoping I can get that lined up before tour starts. So mm-hmm. otherwise uh, my goals for college, I guess, I mean, it would be great to go back to back, but you can never really control whatever other teams do. Right. So I guess realistically, my goal is to just put for my team is to put ourselves in a position where we could win again. That would be phenomenal. Um, And if we end up losing early or if we come out on top, whatever, it's great as long as I have my girls with me. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and Mikey Schleybaugh, he's usually uh, my co-host. He he didn't bowl college. Um, I bowl college in Ann Arbor. And I know that some of my closest friends, even to this day, are from college days. Now, none of them are bowling on the tour or anything like that. But there is that just feeling of family, that feeling of, um, you know, support that you get with college bowling. And for someone like you, where you guys have returning uh, bowlers from last year to the team this year, right? Mm-hmm. 
So you just get a few more extra, you know, months with the, with the girls that you've already won a national championship with. It, it'll be exciting for sure. I can't wait to be back. Is there any companies or anybody that you'd like to shout out? Uh, we try to give recognition to you guys. I know, you know, the PWBA bowlers have began to see, I guess, an increase in publicity in a way. You guys are getting more exposure. There's more TV shows this year. Even though you're not going to be on the tour full-time, I'm sure you have companies that are supporting you. Uh, you feel free to shout them out. Now. Yes, just definitely. I mean, before Queens, I was able to sign a contract with Storm. Okay. Shout out to them for giving me all of the equipment that I need. Nice. Uh, and more. It's been <laughs> awesome. And then just before the Queens TV show, I signed a contract with Vice. Okay. which I use their equipment anyway, the thumb slugs and the grips. I've used those since I started bowling. Gotcha. And uh, I'm now on contract with Coolwick too. So I've got some pretty cool jerseys in the making. Yeah, I saw your Facebook. You were updating everybody on your new jerseys that you're having. So, but I, I don't remember. Did you have a purple jersey? Did you have a McKendry purple jersey? Uh, I mean, all the jerseys that we get from McKendry are Coolwick. I don't have one that's specifically McKendry, but I do have a purplish one. Okay. I was going to say, cause that, that seems to be a, a standard uh, with any of the schools, right? Like every yeah. per- person at Wichita has a mm-hmm. golden black Jersey. AJ, I know he's got his purple Jersey. So yeah. I assume that that one's coming next. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, and then one thing uh, we like to do typically uh, at the end of any interview is we just try to ask some rapid questions, right? Okay. So um, whatever comes to your mind, just feel free to shout it out. So uh, if you're going to a bowling tournament, what are three non-related bowling items that you're bringing? Chapstick, uh, a hairbrush, and a hair scrunchie. Okay, so big fan of making sure your hair looks yeah, good, I guess, right? Pretty, right? <laughs> yeah. If you are not bowling, where can you be found? Uh, if I'm not in the bowling center watching the bowling, I'm probably at home watching the bowling. That's incredible. <laughs> There's not much else that I do. <laughs> that is my life to a T. You've you've obviously traveled quite a bit with college. Where mm-hmm. is your favorite place that you've traveled to for bowling? So it's actually not college related, but my favorite place I traveled to was Reno. And that was where Queens was last year. Gotcha. And that's just because the bowling scene is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to go back there as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. When I was out there for national for collegiate nationals, where they uh, usually have the um, intercollegiate singles, I know it was cool because, I mean, I love the heat. It was way nicer than being in Michigan or anything like that. So what is one goal that you have for your people? or for your PWBA career? Uh, just, we'll start with one title. Um, okay, I, mean, I don't enough. really care if it's a major or just a regular tour stop, but one title would be really cool. It's something I've dreamed about since I was little. So, And then if you could go one place that uh, you haven't been yet for bowling or non-bowling, what would it be? I have always wanted to go to Barcelona. Always. I don't just really have to why. Yeah. Or just for a trip. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go sightseeing and walk around. And- That's awesome. And is there one tip that you can give to anybody listening? Um, you know, we have bo- uh, people that listen all the way from youth to adults, people who are traveling, people who are just bowling leagues. What is one tip that you can give them that you think would be helping, be able to help them in their career? Sure. Uh, well, a lot of people, uh, it's, it's really easily done with sports that people think that your physical game is more important than your mental game. Unfortunately, that is not the case in bowling. <laughs> no, not at all. I, in my opinion, bowling is definitely 80% mental and 20% physical. Everybody can throw a ball and you can repeat shots, but if you can't keep your mind straight, then you're going to have a hard time winning anything. Um, so read mental toughness books, talk to people who have more experience, uh, and then just try to get your brain in a strong place where even if you throw a bad shot, it doesn't matter because you have two more left or whatever it is. Right. That's going to help you go a long way. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great tip. I, and you know, that's something that a lot of people need to understand because you can sit there and you can practice your physical game until you're blue in the face. But if mm-hmm. you are not mentally ready for that moment, when it comes, uh, it's not going to go well. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, hope I greatly appreciate having you on, uh, you know, good luck for the rest of the year. Good luck next year, uh, with the team. And, uh, hopefully we'll see you on a couple more shows this year. Yes. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. For having me. Thanks. Hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.